This is Hawkside Guns Podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Hawkside Guns, and this week we are going to be laser-focused and on topic 100% of the time. You know, sort of. I mean, really, kind of. Maybe sometimes? Hell, I don't know. Jake, how you doing? I, I know it's a little off topic, but have you ever had an engineer tell you that after you've had something give you an error, and I don't care what it, type of machinery, computer, firearm, whatever it may be, that you, you call them up and tell them that you're getting this error and they try to tell you that that error doesn't exist? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> That's not an error. No, I promise you it is. I'll take a picture of it and send it to you. It's it's happening right now. <laughs> it, but 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 it can't do that. I don't know if it can or can't. It it is. It is. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what universe you're in, but in my universe, it's doing it right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it's. Uh, it... <laughs> yeah. So 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 basically, somewhere along the line, somebody's actually got a 45 shell crammed into their Glock 45, calling up uh, Glock and going, uh, "Yeah, this, I've got this problem," and they're going, "Well, I can't do that." Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, it says on the side it can. <laughs> exactly and it's gonna be some idiot like in, and the problem is i think a lot of americans especially some of the newer gun owners who have bought guns in the last year know less about their firearms and have shot them fewer times with less training than i think any time in 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 my lifetime and once again, it goes back to the you know constant conversation of there's nothing to shoot it, shoot them with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, I, I don't it, know it, why it, the government's seeming to pass a bunch of laws right now. Nobody can shoot anybody with no bullets. Okay, Chris Rock was right. If you want effective gun control, you don't need gun control. You need, you bullet, need control. bullet control. Yeah. Uh, so I I don't know. I mean, and the the part that should hearten people. And isn't right now because they're not thinking of it this way. Is there are millions of more guns in private hands in the United States than there used to be? Well, I and there's there we're all not. It's not Mad Max, not yet anyway. Well, I I, I heard a comment with regards to the quote unquote, and I am going to leave that in quotes, insurrection that happened in D.C., which. I thought was absolutely hilarious because I hadn't even considered it until I heard the person say it. And I should have, which was everybody who was talking about it being a violent insurrection, you know, uh, or a revolution. The person said, think about how many guns that each one of those people probably own and not one of them was brought with them. Right. 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 (laughs) And you're like, can you explain that? You know, I mean, (sighs) All those people, virtually no one was injured, and definitely no one was shot who wasn't a police officer, or, you know, who wasn't a police officer shooting at somebody else. I mean, it's it's like this, it's it's very funny to me, just the, there's a, you've read Honor Harrington, right? Oh, yeah. 
There's uh, several times, actually. Yeah. My favorite part in that is what's happening in this country now. There's a scene in that. For those of you who've never read it, uh, there's a scene. She's a naval officer in the future. Right. And she's uh, I'll I'll actually make this very, very easy for everyone. It's basically the Napoleonic Wars in space. Right. And she is a uh, she's a naval officer. She's very, very lethal. Okay, this woman is is just like a a a badass, right? So she's been politically tortured throughout her entire career by this dude, and she finally winds up in in a legal uh, thing, in a legal duel. Uh, she he challenges her to a duel, and she accepts. So this is a legal activity. So what they're supposed to do is the standard duel thing. You're supposed to turn back to back, walk out a certain amount of paces at the at the ready command. You're supposed to turn and then fire. Well, this dude knows he's about to die because not only <laughs> is she a fantastic shot, she is stone a stone cold killer, right? Uh, it's it's sort of like the old line, you know, the uh, the old line. It's not that you, I'm in here with you guys. You're locked in here with me. You know, she is a caged wolf, and you have just pissed her off. So he knows he's about to die. So uh, they, go, they go back to back. They walk out a couple of paces, and then he turns around before the signal and fires at her. And, of course, completely misses her. She waits for the signal, turns around, levels her gun at him, and completely legally shoots him in the heart. <laughs> um, this is... Uh, it was a legal action, and and but the spin on this afterwards, and this is the part that that I think is happening in this country. The spin on this afterwards is not that she shot another guy who'd been torturing her and her family in a in a legal and political sense for decades, who killed her lover, who who did all these nasty things to her. It isn't that that guy finally got shot. The opposition spins it as she shot an unarmed man. Now, he was unarmed because he was cheating and took a shot at her early to try and end the duel unfairly and illegally. Uh, but the spin on it is she shot an unarmed man, right? Which is true, but they just don't elaborate with any of the other facts. This is kind of what happens in this country. Wait, 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 wait a minute. You wanted facts? Yeah. <laughs> it is a true, and, and that's the thing. They focus on this one true fact and then spin their story around that, that one true fact, right? And this is both sides. I'm not, I'm not taking sides here. Both sides do that to great effect in this country. They'll take a fact that is true or reasonably true from a certain point of view. I'll do the... the, the Ben Kenobi thing there, but uh, from a certain point of view, they'll take a, a fact of some sort and create an entire narrative around that, excluding all the other facts. Well, right? it's it, it's any competent statistician will tell you. Well, I'll rephrase knows because they won't tell you because that would discount what they do. Um, that it all has to do with how you arrange the statistics and which statistics you choose to leave out. To keep it topical, you start looking at how many firearms are being purchased out there, and you actually do see that um, gun violence has, in fact, risen. However, violence in and of itself has decreased dramatically. 
So, yes, more people have used their guns in their violence, but there's less violence going on. Yeah, it's sort of the, the old divorce statistic conundrum, right? Uh, half of all marriages end in divorce. That is but true. Ha- but, but half don't. <laughs> half of all marriages end in divorce. But you'll also hear people tell you that there are less divorces going on. Well, how can that be true? Well, it's because the divorce rate has actually gone way down. But still to this day, you know, still half of all marriages end in divorce. It's just that number is lower because there's less marriages happening, right? If you take it all as a as a sum, you know, you can look at you come to one conclusion. If you just take it as the first piece of data, half of all marriages end in divorce, you know, it's 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 you come to the wrong conclusion. So if if you you have to take into account a lot of more factors than you originally, like one piece of data isn't going to get you there. And I think that's to make it, to make it good as a soundbite or to make it good to, as a, as troll bait or something like that, they'll use one fact and bait you in with that. And really what it takes is a more comprehensive understanding of any situation. Uh, Just like anything else. It's just, it seems to be in such weird hypersensitivity when it comes to firearms. And I just, well, 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 I'll even throw one more at you, which is, once again, the same thing that we're talking about. If you carry a firearm, you are dramatically more likely to be involved in gun violence. Okay? Makes sense. True. However, if you carry a firearm, you are dramatically less likely to be in a violent situation in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go figure. <laughs> go figure. Uh, I, and and so so but the worst part about it is that you can also take that in opposite direction. You know, as, as much as we talk about it in pro gun, because well we are, um, it, it can go in the opposite direction because you can leave out the first part of that too and just tell somebody, well, you're less likely to be in a violent situation if you carry a firearm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and and but the thing is, is that you need both pieces of info to make a decision. Yeah, and you really need to to kind of critique on how you feel about both of those pieces of information as well. You know, like, okay, is this worth it? Is this a good thing? Is it a bad thing? What are those situations? You know, like if you're involved in a in a firearm related incident, is that bad? Is it? You know, what do you count as a far you know a firearm related incident? Anytime you have to touch it, anytime you have to, it, it, does it count if you drew it and didn't do anything? Does it count if you drew it and shot it? You know, does it? And then does it, does it count if you dropped it and shot yourself in the foot? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yes, uh, all of those questions need to be answered, and and it, there's going to be a line somewhere. Also, you know, if one of those firearm incidences is, is you successfully de- defending yourself from a carjacking, a rape, a burglary, a, 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 a kill situation, or some you know something where you were defending your life. That is indeed a a firearm situation, but it's it's not gun violence, you know, necessarily just random violence or you're not in a turf war or a street gang or something like that. You defended yourself as your constitutional right. But that still counts as part of that statistic. Right. Uh, So and they don't they don't really go over that. And they they for sure don't separate that in the news. Oh, of course not. Of course not. I mean, you, I mean, we go back to our friendly fellow standing on his front porch in his pink shirt and khakis um, with an M16, uh, who is now the one being 
being charged with violence. Yeah. Um, Not when I the mob was beating down your front gate to get to you. Well, I, and then you it's unfortunate that we also have things that go in a strange direction with regards to constitutionalism, because you can claim that something is unconstitutional left and right all you want. You can even be correct, but they're still going to throw your ass in jail for it. I, you know, I, the conversation I had yesterday was I was talking to somebody who lives in South Dakota, and what they were talking about is South Dakota is one of the constitutional carry states. You, you can carry whatever you want, wherever you want, however you want it. And the statement that was made was that when they walked into Walmart, they were given a mask to wear, asked to wear a mask in Walmart. And I personally thought the conversation was about to go into whether or not, you know, forcing somebody to wear a mask is, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but no, apparently the uh, hit, the person's friend was saying that it, it was more or less a, a thought concept of which one is worse. They're carrying a concealed firearm and now they're putting on a mask. Now the mask is mandated in their state for going into the store. However, it is a federal law that you cannot carry a concealed weapon and be wearing a mask at the same time. Which one overrides which? <laughs> right. And then somebody else in the con- – I mean, it, and it was an interesting conversation because there really wasn't a right or wrong answer because the, I mean, the actual answer to that is it depends on who's trying to arrest you. Um, it, but another person who was involved in the conversation just kept saying it doesn't matter. It's your constitutional right to carry a firearm. And that may very well be true. I would like to think it's true. But that being said, depending on where you are, they're still going to arrest your ass. They arrested the guy who, who uh, during the whole – non-riot situation where he he had a shotgun in his house and and he was worried that the people you know they were playing music outside his house they were he was worried that they were going to do something he's inside his house and got arrested for for grabbing his shotgun and everything and he had had a beer or something like that so they got him for for you know uh, uh what was it it's something about being in possession of a firearm while being intoxicated or something. right you know and he's at his house stuff is happening and the riot shows up to his house what are you gonna do no no no, no. peaceful protest <laughs> yeah peaceful uh- <laughs> so a lot of that also comes down to as we said before who the hell's arresting you um, it and you can scream constitutionality all you want. Still going to get arrested, gonna, and they're still going to put your ass in jail. Yeah, yeah. I found it ironic that the person who's complaining about the constitutionality was also somebody who lives in Maryland, which means that he can't really carry a firearm one way or the other. <laughs> it's like arguing in New Jersey. There's no, there's no legal way to carry a firearm in New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You can you can scream out the window of my constitutional right all the way to the jail cell. Exactly. Your state disavows you at this point. It doesn't matter because, you know, in, in a lot of times that's something all, uh, people don't understand. The state will often trump the federal. And it doesn't really matter. You'd have to go all the way to a Supreme Court decision to overturn your state's right to throw you in jail for a firearm violation. And throughout that entire several year process, your ass will be sitting in jail. still in jail, serving your sentence that the state gave you. Yeah, that's and that's I think a, a lot of people don't understand that there's there's a, a order of operations with that kind of thing. And though you may be absolutely correct, you and 
you fallen on your sword for it, you know, okay, great. But like you're saying, it's going to take several years, assuming that the Supreme Court sees fit to back you up or it gets that far. So uh, it's that's a tough one. You know, that's a tough one. And I think well, we I, tested I, a lot I, of those laws last year. Uh, yeah, and found them to be lacking. <laughs> yes. And the other part that's starting to pop up is that a lot of federal judges are actually starting to knock down gun control. A lot of different cases have come up in different states um, and it has made it to the federal. Now, none of them have made it to the Supreme Court. In fact, the Supreme Court has gone out of its way to refuse to hear any gun control. Yeah, because they um, really don't want to get involved in that. No. Uh, but it's it's really kind of interesting to see where it is going to go because, you know, right, wrong, or otherwise, however you feel about that, we do have an extremely conservative Supreme Court at the moment. Yeah, and I think uh, right now especially, uh, they're not going to want to push any gun control things to the Supreme Court because the, the more liberal uh, are going to lose out on, the I think, the current mix of Supreme Court we have will probably come down pro-gun when push comes to shove as they they write their their sentence or their their judgments so i'm i really doubt you're going to see anybody really push the supreme court for that right now no Uh, because politically it would back it would just blow up right in their face absolutely because once again the conservatives like their guns yeah (laughs) yes they do (laughs) (laughs) funny that uh, but I mean, it's, it's one of those, those kind of situations where you don't, you don't really understand where it's going to fall until you're actually in that situation. I mean, they had cops who were being pressured left, right and backwards to do this, even though they knew it was illegal, you know, in some cases or knew that it would not stand up, but Somebody higher up the line or the mob or whoever it was, you know, the mob being the the mob of people pressured them to act a certain way. And the cops are just people. Oh, absolutely. They're going to you know, there's there's no way that you you won't be swayed by some of this Uh, because, you know, as as far as they knew, they were the next on the way to jail if they didn't do it. So uh, breaking the and, the and what they'll do is the same thing they always did. You know, oh, look, they told us this had to go. You know, it came from up the line. We were just following orders. That's what they told us to do. Uh, I have to admit, I am curious to see what happens if a lot of the gun control stuff that I that they want or at least are claiming that they want actually passes. I, you know, we talked about this a little bit last time. I'm. I'm thinking that some of the more egregious stuff is going to get sacrificed for some of the more simpler stuff that they can quote call that they can call quote unquote common sense, um, so they can just stand up and say, "Look, we did something." Um, but you know, on a strange thing, if that actually manages to pass some of this stuff, it's going to be interesting to see how they react, how people react, because. As much as some of us are a little bit on the meeker side um, to, uh, when it comes to the idea of, uh, you know, taking on the uh, SWAT team that shows up at your house to say we want your AR-15, there are some people who are going to lose their shit. You know, it's funny. I was talking to somebody the other day, and we were we were talking about the, that whole AR-15 deal. And he's like, and, and this is the perfect encapsulation of Southern Boys, right? Uh, he's like... 
yeah, you know, he's he's like, I'll just have to find a hole to dig and uh, and then put it in until this whole thing blows over. You just bury him somewhere, and and uh, when the cops come or the the SWAT team or the FBI or the you know the Secret Service, whoever they send for you, he comes in and tries to ask for your guns. Be like, oh man, I lost those things in a boating accident two three years ago, and send them on their way. <laughs> And I'm like, well, that sounds like a Southern boy. <laughs> you know? Like, but the the real people who've been through this have been through it more than once now. And oh, oh, I don't sure. think I mean, you're going to get I'll as have... many of those as you think you are. <laughs> I, and as I said, I'm curious because that's actually the first time I've ever been, I, I would even say, in the gun control debate, much less on this side of it. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, and for me, it's a little, a little, not a lot, but a little. And I've been trying to find. I looked briefly for the wording in in the new bill, like what did it? Because I know some shotguns are in there, right? Some magazine fed over how many rounds that you have. And I've always complained about those too. I'm like, that's that's not a thing that you know that you need for defense or hunting is a 50 round 12 gauge magazine. Um, what do you need that for? You don't. Um, well, the only you you need that to look cool <laughs> right um but but at the same time you know magazine fed shotguns i don't see anything wrong with a magazine fed shotgun per se you know i have actually a magazine fed shotgun now it only carries two rounds and it's a bolt action shotgun but it's it's still close to what they're describing you know, I, does it fit the bill? Probably not, you know, as as far as uh, what they're coming after or anything like that. But that doesn't mean it, it won't fit the bill for what they're coming after at the time, you know, the round after this one, after they get their stuff done. They may come straight for those next or whatever it is that they think they can get away with. You know, it's because that's all it is. It's what they think they can get away with. Right. Oh, and um, and that's as I said. What I'm what I'm finding interesting is is not only what do they think they can get away with, but the reaction that's that's coming behind it. Yeah, it's gonna be nasty, you know, um, because what it's really going to take is somebody to fall on it, right? Somebody to they're gonna pass some law outlawing some gun and some redneck somewhere is gonna get caught with one. He's going to take it and make sure it gets taken all the way to the Supreme Court if he can possibly do it. And he'll do it from jail because he feels that that's necessary. And it'll be interesting to see how much flack they give him or or how much out of court they settle or, or how they they don't enforce something when trying to push something like that to the Supreme Court. Because you know, like we talked about earlier, they don't want to do that right now. Well, what would they call the uh, the, the decision? I mean, you know, the, the whole abortion thing is the Roe versus Wade decision. Would this be the Cletus versus Bobunk decision? I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bubba versus the state. Uh, I mean, it's you know, it's going to happen. OK, and it's going to be someone from the south, probably somebody from Texas. Uh, to be honest, I mean, I'll give it Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, somewhere in there, you know, neck of the well, well, yeah, but I mean, uh, some of the other states, I cannot remember which ones. I know Texas, I, I read something that they, that your governor had said something about passing a law like this, but a couple of them have actually are, have passed laws to make it illegal for state law enforcement to enforce gun control laws. Yeah. 
Yeah. They uh Texas is very pro gun. Now even with the influx of people from California, um it's still very <laughs> pro gun. Uh, if you don't know that and you live down here, you haven't been here for long. All right. It is. <laughs> or you live in Austin. Yeah. Yeah. That is like the holdout. Like Austin is the only liberal city, um, liberal Democrat city in Texas. Right. Everything else is pretty much, you know, red meat, Bible, beer and guns. Um, that's that's pretty much how Texas is set up. Uh, but you know, there's, it's, it's sort of like the, the folks, the, the Hill people from Virginia, they'll have to come get it. You oh, know, that's, that's, that, that's actually, okay. I'll tell you the big that back. There's a, some of that in Virginia. It's mostly West Virginia. <laughs> and it's, but it's there. It's that, that it's that culture. And Texas has the same thing. You want it, you come get it one bullet at a time. I, well, and and hey, I will quote from somebody I know or knew in West Virginia while I was in West Virginia while he was giving me directions to some someplace, and he was telling me, you know, don't get too far out there because them's real rednecks out there. Yeah, <laughs> and they don't want you on their land. <laughs> and all I could think was, compared to what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and you have never met a uh, or hope you never meet a real redneck who has decided that you're there to trespass on his property or take his guns. You better hope you never meet one of those. I, I, well, no, I just want to be the guy standing there with the camera. <laughs> What's funny is is the the deeper in the south. I go the more my accent comes out because it makes them feel more comfortable. And, uh, you know, I go to gun shows and my accent like full clumsy. Because I was born in Mississippi. I, I spent a little time in Illinois. But for most of the part, for, for most of my life, like 85% of it, I've either been in Mississippi or Texas. So I have an accent. And you, I, I have honestly scene where that accent has got at a gun shows and stuff like that has gotten me 10 to 15 percent off if they think you're a good southern boy um see i i used to work in the south you know i i'm in my mother's side of the family is well i think the term that was always used was dug in the south like a tick mm-hmm. um you know i mean and we're talking people who had civil war heroes on the southern side in yeah. their family oh sure um, so, or I, I should rephrase the people who I still refer to it as the war of Northern aggression. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. You, you know what I'm talking about? Oh yes. yes. Um, and it, it was actually always funny because I would come home after working for a week in, you know, Georgia or West Virginia or something of that nature. And, you know, the, the wife would always get pissed because I had suddenly picked up an accent. <laughs> it's easy to do. Yeah, it's fun to talk. It's fun to have an accent, especially when you can see the difference in stark contrast on how they treat you versus not. Well, I I, I was recently down in Kentucky for work. I, I actually not even recently. It was about a year ago. It was just before all this shit started. It was actually right before I was supposed to come see you, and then all this shit started. Uh huh. Oh yeah. Um, 
and it was funny because they looked at me and one of them said, and this was a quote, you must think we talk funny. And my response was, no, you all talk like you all talk. I, I'm the, here. I'm the one who talks funny. All right, then. <laughs> you know, like uh, there's I, I have a phrase. I go from booth to booth at a gun show. Right. And I haven't been to a gun show in a while now because it's just insane and everybody's trying to do crazy things. But you can tell the boys who who are out there, the guys out there who will ma- this will make feel better. You know, um, it's and it's not the ex-military guys. Right. It's the old southern boys with a beer belly and a beard. I call them beards and bellies. You know. Uh, they got the pants down out there, and they got they got a belt buckle the size of a dinner plate. They got some old boots that have obviously seen better days. They might or might not have duct tape on them. Uh, they got a hat that is mostly frayed threads, and they're out there, and and you know you'll walk by their table. How y'all doing? <laughs> and I respond right back. How y'all boys doing? You having a good show today? And how y'all doing you boys you start out with that y'all boys really (laughs) you start out with that and then ask a question after that and you'll get better treatment you know oh tolerable tolerable (laughs) fair to midland you know well you get that sometimes that's actually a pretty good one you know they're having a fair to midland you know uh, you know, if they're really in selling them up, well, it's going to be a great day because you're going to walk out of here with one of these firearms. These are good guns. You can look at all the rust coming off of them and, you know, all that stuff. I mean, well, as far as he's concerned, that was good. You know, that, that's, that has taken out a turkey in his front yard before. That exactly. Now, gun. this here, this is a good gun. <laughs> you know it's a pile of crap, right? And they'll they'll refer to stuff as like, well, that's here, that here, that there's one of them new guns that's made in the 21st century, right? That's a new gun. <laughs> a good old gun is something that was made roughly from the 50s to the 80s, right? There's a, there's a 30 year period there. That's a good old gun. You know, the the from the 80s to the 90s, that's that's pretty new. It's pretty new right here. Okay, I have a question for you, because we, we've talked a couple of times about, you know, different things that we might choose to get into. And obviously, with everything being as goofy as it is, it always trying to find something else to pique interest. I, and I, I have looked at it a couple of times and never stopped to look more than just briefly and then turn the page and move on to something else. Have you ever considered getting into black powder? I have. Uh, there... Black powder is is um, okay. It is an an older tradition. Okay, and and a lot of times, and this is true, uh, you can shoot longer and more animals, at least in the state I live in, with black powder than you can if you were under regular hunting. And black powder hunts uh, uh, in hunting season is actually longer than regular, uh, at least in the state that I live in, and. I just, I d- d- let me answer your question first. Yes, I have considered it. Uh, the problem is, as far as I can tell, every black powder shooter is like me, uh, in that they 
fix their own guns. They know what their old guns are worth. They know that if they're going to sell you this gun that's over 100 years old, or even a new black powder gun, uh, they don't have to come down on the price. They don't have to do any because they know if you're shooting black powder, you not only are are taking on the the responsibility of fixing this gun yourself and and doing some of the maintenance and everything because everything about black powder is hard, right? Everything is how you load your 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 you know you got your own patches, you got your own loads, you got your own bullets. Sometimes you have, depending on what kind of gun you have, you have to smelt your own ammunition uh, because they're not a regulation size, right? Uh, because that's not how the bores were 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 made, right? They were made with an irregular bit or whatever it is. And this is, you know, the, a lot of times the guns will come with uh, uh, a custom bullet mold because that's the only size bullet that'll fit in that gun and make it work. Otherwise, you're going to have to do extra patches, and that's going to take muzzle velocity out because you're trying to expand and, and all that kind of stuff. Or you make the bullet too big, blows barrel apart. So... They'll come with their own bullet. So there's a lot of uh, maintenance and extra. They're, they're high-maintenance firearms. Okay, now, now the black powder guys are righteous indignation right now. But Well, I mean, but, but all the things that you just described for some people. Now, I'll admit, the reason why I've looked at them a couple of times, but even I've kept going versus looking at them because of everything you just said. But the reason why I've looked at them a couple of times is the idea of what do I do right now? You know, you yeah. can find black powder shit right now. Yeah. Um, and so, but a, a lot of the people who are into them, all of those things you just described is exactly why they're into them. Yeah, because they like fussing with it. Exactly. And I can understand that. That part of it appeals to me, right? The, the part that <laughs> ain't nobody else going to make this gunfire but me. I'm the only one who knows how to operate that. Sort of like Biff with his car and, and Back to the Future. It's like you can't start that. Nobody knows how to start this car. It's it's a lot like that. I love the mechanicalness of it. The, the part that I don't like, I guess, is there's a little too much maintenance. There's a little too much. And there's... The, the thing I like about modern-ish firearms is, uh, and I say ish, you know, like I, I deal with stuff from like the 20s and up, 1920s and up, right? The last century, really. Uh, those are modern guns in that I know that the ammunition for it is relatively safe. If it comes from a, a, a an accredited or, or a, a preferred manufacturer, I know what that ammunition is likely to do, Right. I know, for example, if I load a 12-gauge cartridge that came from Remington or Browning or, or, or any of the, the other manu- fine manufacturers that I get ammunition from, Winchester, anything like that, I know that it's probably not going to blow back in my face and probably not going to blow my gun up. That's very comforting to me. So when I look at black powder, you can easily do something to that gun or load it wrong in which case a misfire will cause you to not have a good day. And Well, I mean, you have two eyes for a reason. Exactly. I haven't died one time. <laughs> not one time have I died. Uh but uh, there's there's a significant there's a significantly higher in my opinion, there's a significantly higher quotient of risk 
with a black pirate firearm for for beginners especially that I just prefer not to pursue. I love the maintenance of it. I love the fact that you got to load it every time. That's why I like bolt action 22s, right? Because you well, get to work the action each time, and you get to load a bullet, and you get to pull the thing down, and it's it's fun. Uh but what about if you're worried about the safety aspect of it? I know what I'm about to say goes across goes against your entire philosophy on firearm life. Have you considered something extremely modern? I mean, because they make like brand new modern two spec black powder firearms that if you follow the instructions, you're not going to blow them up. I have considered it and I almost bought one several times, several times uh, because you know, now you're not dealing with a gun that's 150 years old. You know, you're not dealing with a gun that was born before, uh, you know, humans discovered powered flight. You know, <laughs> um, this is this is uh, again a comfort to me. Uh, some of the modern ones and everything, but by the time you wind up buying all that, and this is the part that kind of stops me. Um, First of all, there's not really a cheap alternative for that. Like, and you know what I pay for firearms? It's not a lot. Okay, I look oh, for oh, yeah. busted down ones and all that kind of stuff. But I don't feel like I could get my first black powder gun and have it be unreliable in any way. So I would have to buy one of these new ones, right? And I, I just, and I wouldn't want a pistol. I'd want a long gun, you know, because I actually, I didn't even considered pistols. I was thinking rifles. Yeah, but see, there's pistols, right? You can do a black powder pistol. They got oh, no, them. I, I, I know you can. I just, for some reason, it just hadn't occurred to me. <laughs> and arguably, that's less powder. You know, you've got, you you do your percussion caps or, or whatever it is you're going to do, and, and uh, you got six rounds instead of just one and reload. You know, theoretically, those are better. Well, uh, ooh, have you ever, have you, I mean, we can always go to back towards clays. Have you ever considered a blunderbuss? You know what? If I ever, <laughs> ever had a chance to get my hands on a blunderbuss, I would totally do it. I would totally do rock a blunderbuss. I mean, because it's just too cool not to, you know? Of course. That's that's kind of where I went with that. It was kind of like, oh, shit. Oh, my God. They're just so cool. You know? Uh, the, the, I mean, again, they haven't made one in like forever. So, I mean, it's, it would be very difficult to do or, or find one or, or whatever, but God, they look so cool. I mean, how cool is and, it? And, and, you, and just, you can shoot clays with them. Yeah. And you just feel like a friggin' pirate, man. I mean, <laughs> arr, you'd have to, you'd almost have to say that every time you shot it. Arr. Carry, carry a cutlass while you're at it. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, they're just so freaking cool. I mean, yes, I would totally carry a blunderbuss. I would love it. I would totally try and try and figure out how all that worked. Just, just to you know, what do you got? A wingmaster? A, a story? What do you got? Oh, I got a blunderbuss. <laughs> yeah, I'm back up. It's loud. <laughs> exactly. All right. What I'm going to need you to do is push on my shoulders so when I fly back, I don't drop the gun. You know, I I don't know. I, it, it's it's just such a wonderful weapon, um, but again, not in my price range. Uh, but yes, I like you. I've considered muzzle loading black powder firearms. Um, 
I just haven't been able to get there from here yet. Um, at the at the moment, it's just one of those things that I'm looking at, going, "Well, at least I could actually do that." Right now. <laughs> I mean, and and that's really all it comes down to. I mean, I, I've got plenty of firearms in the house that I could, and the worst part of it is, I actually have ammo that I could go out and play with if I wanted to. It's just the fact that I'm not willing to spend the prices to replace anything right now. <laughs> that's fair enough, you know. Um, it does happen. It does happen. I mean, it's it's one of those things where you you look at it and you're like, well, crap, you know. I mean, it, and and so uh, okay, I get a black powder, uh, you know, rifle, you know, pack it full, put a scope on the sucker, and you know, maybe it takes you ten minutes to reload it every time Who you cares? shoot it. But it's still, yeah. you're out there messing with firearms. See, exactly. That's, that's not the part that bothers me. I guess the part that bothers me is normally the ones that would come in my price range. The stuff that I would be willing to pay for one are, like I said, older than powered flight. Uh, so <laughs> to, to me, like the combustion engine was developed around the same time this rifle was made. So it's like, hmm, uh, I... I trust my skill. You know, I've got an Ithaca out in the garage right now that's about to be welded by an idiot, you know, because I just won't give up on this gun. That is not a safety concern to me. I know when it fails, I know how it's going to fail, and I know it won't be a danger to me. Uh, with a black powder gun, I have, I've seen them fail. I've seen them misfire. I've seen them, you know, do all kinds of weird stuff. Like when it misfires or you packed it wrong or it doesn't like the powder, but you've still... Uh, introduced a charge to a black powder gun, how do you discharge that? Because it's not a cartridge. You can't just pull it out, you know, eject it and pull it out and say, huh, a dud, I'll throw another one in there. You can't do that. You know, there's a clearing procedure for it, and hopefully it's not shoving more gunpowder in it. (laughs) (laughs) Right? So... There's all kinds of that stuff, and, like, what do you do, you know? Or if you accidentally load it too much and the chamber explodes, okay, well, that's a problem. Or is the metal still sound after a century? Uh, like, I don't I don't know as, as all there is to know about those particular firearms. Like, anything made, you know, kind of in the, the 20th century and up, I kind of know what to expect, both from the metallurgy, which is pretty standard and, and easy to understand, the cartridges and how they fail. And with black powder stuff, I just I just don't know what I don't know. You know what I mean? Uh that they're wildly expensive for that stuff. I may have to actually start doing some investigation just to see. Oh, I don't, yeah, I, don't yeah. I don't know that I'm gonna do it, but I, I I may have to just start looking at it just to see. It may just even if it's just something to keep my brain working on gun <laughs> stuff, I may have to look at this one. Oh yeah, yeah, you got to let me know because it's 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 pretty cool. It's always fascinated me. I'll be but, honest. But, but not only that, you know, anybody can buy black powder. You know, it's, even a, it, you know, in Texas, a six, a sixteen-year-old can buy a black powder gun. Yeah, I was I was about to say in in Texas, uh, you don't have to be eighteen to buy a black powder thing. Which, no, which which to me is both scary and comforting you know uh, cuz it's like oh great the 16 year old's going to blow his face but you don't hear of that you don't hear you know a 17 year old was had his face blown off by a muzzle loading you know musket uh, because he was an idiot or the gun was old or something like you don't hear those stories right which leads me to believe it doesn't really happen so 
there must be a modicum of safety in there. I just, I don't know. The the fact that it's not a cartridge, and I don't know, like, okay, this is a cartridge. I know what this will do. I know how it will fail. I know what to do when it does fail. I don't know that with a black powder gun. <laughs> Understandable. Um, that and, and, you know, modern modern rounds are built with smokeless powder, which leaves a lot less residue. Uh, and a lot less. Uh, yeah, but there's a lot less. There's a lot. There's a lot less working parts in the in the black powder gun as well. This is also true. You know, it's a tube with a hole. <laughs> <laughs> got a little hole on this end on the side. And it's got a big hole on this end at the end. <laughs> Everything's supposed to go this way. You introduce fire <laughs> to this little hole, and the thing goes boom. And there's a lot of smoke. Well, I mean, it, it actually is the definition of a hand cannon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it's it's like uh, it's sort of like what I was trying to explain to somebody the other day. They're 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 like, why are you always grilling? And my grill's always broken. And I'm like, because I use a charcoal grill. It's fire in a box. Humans have been cooking with fire in a box for about 10,000 years. It's foolproof. As long as you have a box and put fire in it, you can cook. It's not like them gas ones okay, that you have to rebuild every year. It's fire in a box. This is powder in a tube. <laughs> At some point, it's very simple. <laughs> so, I mean, there there is that level of it or that aspect of it, sure. I, and that kind of appeals to me. I also like the, the idea of you can load, a, you know, a different amounts of powder for different ranges. And depending on how you you... You load your your muzzle loading gun. You can produce different trajectory, different ballistics, different all kinds of stuff with the same gun. Which is I I just want to know if I can make it go boom. <laughs> and the good kind of boom, not the you know not the kind, not why, the exploding in your face kind. Yeah, not the that's why I had two eyes boom. <laughs> Why is Jake's name Lefty now? <laughs> Every time Jake comes in the room, ah. Hey, I mean, look, I, I could actually rock a eye patch at that point. I'd have an excuse for it. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. Well, I mean, I still like my eyes, but you know. Be like the Joker in Dark Knight, like just tell a different story every time somebody asks you how you lost your eye. <laughs> well, I was being mugged and I was set upon by ten bears. <laughs> and the last one snatched out my eye before I thrust my dagger into his brain. You know I was, what I mean? Like I could tell everybody it was a flurkin. <laughs> It's just with a straight face, sex injury. <laughs> it's crazy. I can't talk about it. Lawsuit's still pending. It's a great night, though. It's, just, it's totally worth it. She didn't mean to, but she lost balance. I mean, the trapeze, the, the trapeze wasn't loaded or, you know, wasn't hooked to the ceiling like I thought it was, you know, and so it just it ended badly. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute. This isn't a true story, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, of course not. 
Although Shannon did break her thumb during sex once. That's that's funny. It, it, it was. <laughs> She and she was very proud to tell people that. Like, look, I broke my thumb during sex. <laughs> and people look at me like, is that true? I'm like, actually, yes, it is. Uh, yeah, well, actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't on the job. It wasn't during firearm stuff. No, she really did break it then. <laughs> See, maybe black powder is what we all need to move to, and just a. You know, well, those and, would be totally covered by the Constitution. You know, <laughs> it was written about black powder guns. That's what we're shooting. <laughs> Take these, Angry Joe. Yeah, but I don't think they're worried about like lines of people volleying with muskets and in, in, in... stand ready, load. <laughs> no, no, we no. don't have many cavalry charges anymore. <laughs> Yeah, let's hope not. You know, it'd, be, it'd be funny if they did. But... <laughs> no, actually, it isn't. Go read about the last few cavalry charges they had in World War One. Yeah, it was, it was terrible. Not funny yeah. whatsoever. Yeah, a modern machine gun can mow down an entire cavalry charge. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I mean, there's, and I mean, it's all uh, we talk doom and gloom, but there's a lot of stuff that these things aren't coming after yet. I always have to add the yet. Um, you know, there's a lot of handguns, there's a lot of shotguns, and there's a lot of rifles that are still, you know, not under review. I'm just saying that they're they're pushing this far, and I think they're eventually. I think uh, there's a significant portion of a certain political faction that would really prefer if nobody had any guns at all. Uh, and and. The part that I that actually mystifies me about that one is is how do you accomplish that though? I mean, you, you can make it to the point where it's not legal to sell them, but you're not going to make it so people. There's too many out there already. Well, the I mean, and they they always point to England. You know, England did it. Australia did it. Um, you know, there's they they always point to and it, again they'll use whatever facts are required to make their point and, and not take and anything England, as a whole. Well, England never had it. Never had guns. Well, no, I mean, not to the point where we do now here. Well, they don't have a gun culture, no, for sure. Exactly. Uh, you know, but I mean, they 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 had shotguns, they had sporting guns and stuff. I mean, that's that's what whole fox hunts and all that kind of stuff was about. You know? Oh but, yeah, I'm I'm talking about the idea of you know walking around with your six shooter on your hip, being you know, just getting dressed for the day. Yeah, I don't think they had any of that. No, the open carry has never really been a big thing in England. I don't think. Um, Australia was, uh, but, uh, and they, they took it out there. So I, I don't know. It's, they always look at it, you know, uh, but it was written into our founding as a country. Uh, so that it makes it a little bit more difficult there, although they'll try and remove it. I mean, they really will. Uh, they've been trying to dying to remove it for, for decades. So I, I think eventually may not happen in our lifetime. I think eventually they'll get their way. Uh, and it will turn out horribly. It'll be like Prohibition. It'll turn out really, really bad for everybody. But I think eventually there'll be a a portion of the country that convinces everybody that this is a good idea. And what they're going to find out is the the criminals don't turn in their guns. <laughs> you know? uh, nope. They don't care. 
they're they're already on the wrong side of this so adding one more extra charge is not going to make a difference to them so you're not really going to solve anything that way and i think that's the big fight but if we took all the guns there wouldn't be any gun violence no but there's still violence and (laughs) and honestly they're still going to use guns well we'll make it illegal it's illegal now to kill people with guns it doesn't matter that you're making it more illegal it doesn't like it's there's only one level you know but it's it's difficult to have that conversation in today's times. So, um, you know, we'll we'll get off the political thing, but because um, <laughs> I gotta go weld a freaking gun back together. Well, I mean, it, it really sucks that the political thing is when it comes to guns, the main thing that there is to talk about. I'd rather be talking about actually having them and going and shooting them and enjoying them. Oh, it's depressing, isn't it? Freaking ammunition shortages. <laughs> Although I did get I did get my fix yesterday. I was very lucky. So lucky I got bastard. I got about two, two and a half hours worth of shooting. Uh so that was nice. It was nice. We went through I think four boxes of clays. So we, we went through yeah, we went through a lot. Uh but uh it was it was a lot of fun. It was uh I mean it was all shotguns. I mean that's not even your thing. Still <laughs> I'd have accepted. <laughs> I'd have done it. Well hey, when this whole thing blows over, we got a lot of ammunition to spend, or we got enough ammunition to spend. I, I, we're going to drag you out to a field. You're going to bust some clays with us. We will show you how. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I, I mean, Lord knows I'm going to make an idiot out of myself for at least a little while. Oh, but, we know. do all the time anyway. That's our default position is is moron. <laughs> so it's. Well, I mean, and, and the worst part about it is, is I'm definitely going to have to go to the once all this stuff blows over. I'm going to have to go to the range for a bit before I come see you, so that I make sure that I can actually hit something. <laughs> uh, then I, it, you just it, make it, us look bad then well but it is a learned skill i mean it's it's not it's a practice skill it's yeah, not it one is. of those things i mean as much as you do have annie oakley's out there who can hit anything um i do well with practice if i'm not in practice i kind of suck i'm afraid i'm the same way uh, i'm not just one of those natural grip it and rip it and everything works out fine type of people i have to practice i have to screw up i have to fix things i have to to you know remember and and re retrain every year every year i mean it doesn't matter like you you spend a couple months away from it your game will not improve <laughs> It's just how it is, I, I, at least for me. So, uh, you know, it's you are not alone, brother. It's sad. <laughs> it is indeed. Uh, but on that note, do you got anything else, sir? I do not. Right on. Wish I did, but I don't. <laughs> Wish I had three more new guns and exactly. ammunition to shoot them. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for downloading. And we will see you next time. On behalf of Jake Bona and I, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. If you're interested in more content like this or podcasts, check us out at hawkseyeguns.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.